Hey everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood Deli Diva, aka Chakra Khan, aka Gundam Wing Liner, aka Cody Yoko Ono, aka Misty Knight Rider, aka Full Metal Smack a Chick, and welcome to Outlaw Bars, where we talk about everything that's great and not so great in the world of anime. And tonight I have here with me. Hey guys, it's me, Shopei, aka Fire Lord Ho You Tried. AKA a shower ketchup. It's uh, nice to be with you guys tonight. And our friend Ham will not be joining us today. She is off on a supply run because after what we endured with Helsing, there will be alcohol, lots and lots <laughs> of alcohol. So while and Tam drugs is, and drugs. So while Tam is gathering those, me and Chopay will hold it down for you guys. We got you. So, um, if you didn't know, um, my fandoms run wide and deep, and Harry Potter is one of my favorite things. Now, yes. none of our none of our faves, including Mr. Potter, is infallible. Like when you think about Harry, he's for the most part an average wizard with a really great support system and an even better PR department. Honestly, he was a legend before he was potty trained. So that kind of got us to thinking about other characters that get by with more than a little help from their friends. You know the ones, they're kind of mediocre, but have someone doing their homework, someone bribing a teacher, those types of folks. Thing at you, Harry. So we'll just spend a little bit of time talking about those folks and see how it goes. So you want to start a show pair or should I? I'm going to let you start because y'all are going to be real mad at me so we should let diva go first okay you know what since we're talking about making folks mad we'll just start off with this one i am going to give you aaron yeager from attack on titan okay you starting off early then starting off early so let's call a spade a spade um from a youth Aaron was weak. True. <laughs> nobody nobody took him seriously. Remember, if, let's go back to season one when he's trying to run up on some boys that are messing with Armin and they see Aaron coming and they're like, what the fuck he gonna do? Nothing. And then out of the corner of their eye, they see a flash of black and they realize Mikasa's coming around the corner. They're like, oh shit, we gotta go. Aaron has been getting by on the strength of Mikasa since he met her. Since he saved her in that cabin, he's been getting by on the strength of Mikasa. Like, let's be realistic. Whether he's in Titan form or human form, he really isn't extraordinary. Shit, even as a Titan, he's an average-sized Titan with average abilities. If you haven't read the manga. We haven't, thanks. <laughs> and if it was and so I'm, I'm going on the basis that some of y'all haven't read the manga. So if you haven't read it, he's average. He's an average Titan. He's an average human. And if it wasn't for his daddy's key around his neck, would we really give a damn about him? No. There we go. So you can come for me if you want, but I have manga pages to prove you wrong. I have manga pages. I have anime scenes. I have all of the receipts. Aaron is average. Like the one time Aaron was a boss was like when he like fucked those dudes up who were trying to hurt Mikasa at the very beginning. But it's like once Mikasa became a part of his family, um, Mikasa basically took over being like the boss lady. Basically, like literally without Mikasa, he wouldn't have gotten through training without her. Like, (laughs) what would you do without she joined the military to watch out for him because she knows he's flaw as fuck. 
And you know we love Attack on Titan on this show. It is what it is. I we we love Aaron. I I love him as a character, but I love Mikasa more. But just because you love them doesn't mean that you can't critique them. And you know what? That is the that is the motto here at Outlaw Bars. Like you need to understand that like to be a good informed consumer of any kind of media, you have to be able to critique it honestly. And we can love Attack on Titan and still say that Aaron is whack. And it, like whack as far as like in the context of everyone else on his team. Like he doesn't he doesn't rank amongst them, especially when you put him against Mikasa. Like she's a bad bitch and he's an ordinary boy. Okay, if you put him against Armin, he's still average. Because granted, Armin's not the strongest, but he's pretty close to the smartest. I like Armin. Like people be doing too much to Armin on the internet. I'm like, you guys need to like you gotta leave my man's alone. They need to. They need to respect little man. That's what they need to do. Is respect the fuck out of him because guess what? He's the reason why your faves are still alive. Well, so shut your fucking like, mouth. People do. People be doing too much on Armin, and I'm like, y'all let a lot of other people like have a lot more country. Y'all don't be coming for them like that. Like, as you know what? Let's just go ahead. Y'all need to leave Armin alone <laughs> as long as you let Naruto still be alive. Okay, because okay, so go there. Just just go ahead. So. Go. Y'all knew it was coming. You knew. My dislike of that yellow-haired bastard is well-documented on this show. It is very, like, I have a lot of tomes to describe my hatred for this man. And I need you to understand, my hatred for Naruto is really, like, he's stupid. Yes. But he is being eternally support. Like, so we're talking about, like, the Harry Potter syndrome. Somebody who is, like situationally extraordinary but in the context of everyone around him he's actually very ordinary naruto as a character is actually very powerful right he has like the 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 tail demon in him and all that kind of stuff but when you rank him up like against the people around him he doesn't rank you have gara you have people like shikamaru you have people like you have kakashi sensei you have like even sakura who's fucking annoying okay like, you have Hinata, you have, like, all of these other people, Neji. And it's like, how did you, Naruto, become the chosen one? And I, Chisholm, I can hear you shouting. I don't want you to answer me, okay? I don't give a fuck how we actually became the chosen one, okay? All you Naruto lovers, keep it. That's not what this conversation is about, okay? Just just hold it in. What I'm telling you is that, like, he as a, he as a protagonist is just, like, you're so lame, bro. Like, you are so incredibly lame. Even your, like, enemy, even, like, Sasuke is more, like, notable than you. And it's like, how? Pretty much. How did we get here? Like, and I want to like Naruto. Like, I really do want to like him. But it's just, like, there are so many other characters who are more fascinating. Like, Gata also has a demon in him. And his demon is cooler. Okay? Like... The vi- yeah, the QB is Kurama. Kurama, really, I I love Kurama. I really the Sand do. Village is just a cooler village. Like, fuck the bullshit. Like, the, the Sand Village is like a cooler setup, okay? Like, <laughs> if I had to choose. No, but here's the thing. Like, even when you think of Naruto, like, in terms of Harry Potter, like, there are, like, entirely too many mm. parallels. So, both Naruto and Harry are oh, orphans. Poor things. Oh, what was they um both their mothers sacrificed themselves so that their child could live was it lily took the curse and um kushina what was it um 
the nine-tailed fox demon was about to kill Naruto and she jumps in front of it. Like her and um, Minato jump in front of it so that they take the brunt, they take the hit and the baby doesn't. Both of them, Naruto and um, Harry, are living like underneath the shadow of their parents' legacies and they have no idea of it at first. Because remember, Harry doesn't find out until he's like 11 or 12 like what his parents are and what they sacrificed. Naruto's older. He's maybe like 15, 16 at the time. Yeah, about 15 years old when he finds out that his dad was actually the fourth Hokage and that like he he really is like comes from like this really strong, like rich legacy. Like both of them were denied that. But also- and both of them get like ridiculous ass power ups. Like over the course, like Harry can pick up on things that grown ass wizards, can't but he can't do, do his homework. Naruto though. is picking up on things that like grown ass. <laughs> Neither of them do their homework. That's a white man's shit. Okay, how you just show up <laughs> and you first place? You don't study. You're never in the library. Okay, you don't even open a cursory book or a scroll, and yet somehow we're supposed to believe that you're the chosen one. Fuck that shit. Okay, fuck that and fuck them. And also, this is a secondary fuck you to all the adults who knew about this kind of shit. That means you, Dumbledore. You left fucking Harry Potter with his abusive garbage-ass family. And also you, all the elders of Naruto's village. You knew that little nigga was being abused. I don't even fucking like him. But you knew everybody was, like, shunning him and making him feel shitty. Like, the kid was damn near suicidal and you all fucking knew why. And nobody even had enough sense to show him any love or affection. Fuck you guys, okay? Like, fuck all the caretakers who did this shit. It's still fuck Harry and Naruto specifically for different reasons. But <laughs> but fuck the adults right, more. Like, everybody can catch the fade, okay? Like, this, like, the, the chopper can spray for all of you niggas, all right? So this goes out to you, Dumbledore, and by extension, wizards. Fuck y'all wizards. And then also, fuck all of the leaders in Naruto's village. Like, can you imagine? Because they knew. They knew what the boy was going through. They knew what his father did to him. They knew what was inside of him. And no one told him. No one equipped him for what he was going to have to deal with. They were just like, eh. They're like, um, we'll let Jiraiya handle it like five years later. Come on now. Oh, that dirty old man who's always trying to peep titties. Why would he be the person that you send to deal with this? <laughs> okay, first... first First of all, whoa, I will let you talk all the shit you want to about Naruto, but what we won't be doing is talking about Jediya Sensei. That's what we won't be doing. Zip it, and let's go on to the next one, because listen, you Kakashi's a you don't have sensei. much hair to snatch, but I'll snatch the rest of it smooth off your head. We're not talking about Jiraiya. We're, no, we are not. Okay, well, Kakashi's a better sensei. We're just going to put that out there. But yes, if we're going to move on, please... The same Kakashi who reads Jiraiya's novels? Uh, yes, still. He's like, Kakashi's okay. like finer and like, he's like, he's like a freak like on the low, aka the best kind of freaks. Like, Jiraiya is too open, okay? Like, not everyone needs to know what you're really about. Like, at least Kakashi's the kind of freak that you could take to like a work party, but you can't take Jiraiya. Jiraiya will be trying to touch ladies' boobs at the party. But Kakashi would just like that's not no yes he would no, Kakashi would peep no. and then like when you guys get back home you guys get to do like dirty stuff to each other like Kakashi Kakashi is like the gold like the Jeff Goldblum of like anime freaks like somebody oh, you know so what I mean like somebody who can like keep oh it together and the fact that you're reacting that way you oh know exactly God. what I'm talking about that that analogy was perfect. <laughs> 
I'm pleading the fifth. Mm. I am pleading mm. the fifth. And I am going to offer up Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul because I am a wholesome and pure soul. Okay. Wholesome and Tell pure. Tell us all about him. So um, Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul, um, who is um, who is changed by, um, he's it's like a partial change. He's like this freaky ass hybrid that everybody's fascinated with. Problem is with his hybrid ass, he can't defend himself. He can't feed himself. He can't sustain himself. He knows nothing of the world in which he's been like thrust into. <laughs> And is literally relying on everyone in that cafe to keep him alive. What a useless individual. Like, <laughs> like as time goes on, I'm going to assume because granted, I've only seen season one and I have not read the manga on this one. But at the end of season one, like he's still pretty much reliant upon everyone else. Like he's slowly coming into his own. But I watched a whole like twelve ass episodes where. He gets tricked into bullshit. People have to come and save him. People are sacrificing themselves for him. Ain't that like, it? sweetheart, like, like, sit down, read a book, learn a lesson, do something. Yeah. But come on How do you get to be the main character where you always get tricked? Okay. And this is, this is coming from someone who, like, has both a healthy suspicion of people, but also has a fairly, like, trusting nature. So there was a stretch of my life where I was getting tricked a lot, just, like, by, like, basic bullshit, because I want to believe the best in people. But I'm also not responsible for saving humanity. So, like, that is always one of the most ridiculous parts of, like, the anime protagonist. Like, how do you keep getting hoodwinked? Like, how can we trust you with something important when, like, basic shit is what, like, gets you every time? You're like a walking goddamn. Gotti! <laughs> like, do you ever, like, just, like, watch stuff It's just, like... So they just like told you something that was clearly a lie. Oh no! And you it's were just like, like yeah, that and they're always right. wide eyed and amazed at everything. Like, really, sir? You mean I can walk in this room and eat all this food for free? Dummy. Okay. It's either poison or like they're you're gonna be trapped in that room. And they're fattening you up so they can eat you, which is almost happened to Kaneki's dumbass. I'm like, my dude. <laughs> Like, they told you to stay away from him. They told you specifically that this nigga's going around eating other ghouls and you gonna go hang out with him like you're an exception to the fucking rule? You didn't, like, you didn't even read Hansel and Gretel. You know that's what happens. They feed you and then they trap you. Exactly. We all read that as children. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, well, I'm gonna move on to the second one. Like, I feel like we may have talked about him before, but Shiro Emiya? From Fate Stay Night. From Fate, from the... Yeah, from the Face and Night series. Now, he is not an as he like as far as like the people on my list, he's not as egregious as like let's say like Naruto for sure. But Shiro is just so like he he wants to see the good in people to the point where he doesn't like view reality. It's very much a Naruto kind of thing. But in this case there's the cast isn't that big. So you have Rin Tosaka. It's it's more like Eren and Mikasa. Like Rin Tosaka is the person who thinks about things critically. She's a much harder worker than Shiro. Shiro basically lucked into this shit. He just showed up like a white man and got the job. He got it by accident. When you watch the anime, he was doing some kind of half-assed one-kind magic and somehow he was able to summon somebody. Meanwhile, Rin has been practicing since she was a child to be a part of the Holy Grail War. Can you imagine? I'm sure every woman who has ever worked in a place with an incompetent man, you're working so hard, okay? 
only for some dum-dum who doesn't even know how to attach documents to an email to also be doing the same job as you. Like, that's probably how poor Rin feels. And then on top of that, his actual servant that he summons, Saber, is a bad bitch, okay? She's the king of uh, Camelot. And now, like, he won't even let her do her actual job. She's supposed to be protecting him. But because she's like a woman, he's trying to protect her. I'm like, do you not understand that she's literally, she literally commands armies. And because of the kind of servant she is, she has, uh, she has like tactical skills, like she has a dope sword, but she also has magic. She is like a million times more powerful than you, but you keep putting your dummy ass in harm's way because what? Because you don't listen. Just like a man. You don't hear nothing, right? <laughs> like you just hard headed. And it's like, I can just see the exasperation in their faces and Rin and in Saber's faces because it's just like, why can't you just do like the basic shit? But somehow, somehow we're all supposed to be taking orders from him. How? How? <laughs> like, really and truly how? How did we get here? Like, he he is so stupid. And like, if you haven't seen some of the other iterations of the anime, at one point, he tries to like start like hitting on hitting on Saber and it's just like, fam, could you please focus? Like, you really got the game all the way fucked up and you end up having Saber putting her life at risk in ways that she's not supposed to because you you can't even follow basic instructions. Just just like an idiot. <laughs> he really he really is like a dum dum. Like um for like for realsies though. All right, so I have one more. Um, if you've ever seen Black Butler, um, the main character, his name is Ciel Phantom Hive. Um, he's a young lord, literally a young lord, about 12 years old. Um, and he is what is called the Queen's Watchdog. Whenever um, kind of underworldish, seedy things happen that Scotland Yard or the Queen of England can't be directly co um, connected with, but they need it eliminated, they call him. But the problem is, is he's still a 12-year-old boy. But what this 12-year-old boy happens to have is a demon butler. And this demon butler is very good at what he does. You give him an order and he fulfills it. So CL has this this reputation over the entirety of the British empire that when they hear the words, the queen's watchdog, like grown men, like old enough to be his grandfather, like get nervous, but really it's his demon Butler and his household servants. So he has a maid who appears to have really bad eyesight, but she's actually a sharpshooter. Um, his gardener, um, looks to be like this, like kind of like, mentally challenged young man. He's actually super strong and smarter than he appears. And then um, his cook, not, is it his cook or the, the handyman? He works in the kitchen. I think it's, a, he's the cook. He seems kind of, you know, kind of oafish, but he's like the ammunitions guy. Like he's blowing things up. Like it's the combination of these people that make CL who he is. Cause without them, he's just another 12 year old boy with a lot of money. It's kind of like Batman. Of course, yes. He's he's actually Richie kind Rich of ass. <laughs> he's actually Batman. Like they take down, like they catch Jack the Ripper. Um, they dispatch zombies. Did you say he's uh, Batman? Yes, he's a rich boy with with a bunch of toys and people who support him. Like Batman has Alfred, CL has Sebastian. Oh, so it's fucking real because it's fuck Batman. 
And remember, um, remember a few episodes back when we were talking about um, his fiance Lizzie, who's like an expert swordsman, but yeah. she kind of hides who she is because she doesn't want to overshadow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy. But he has a lot of baggage. Like his parents were murdered. Um, he's been on a quest to find out, find his parents' killers, and he's doing all of this daring do stuff to get more information about who killed his parents. Okay, I guess. But, Told you, yeah. he's Batman. But yeah, fuck him and also fuck Batman because you a white man who has nothing but free time and money, but the the crime in Gotham, the crime rate in Gotham still hasn't gone down. So what exactly have you been doing besides wasting people's time? Not a damn thing. Okay. All right. Well, this third one, y'all are probably definitely going to be mad. And you know the rules. I do not give a fuck. Okay. So you've been warned. You have been warned. Please. This is one time I'm going to tell you, save your tweets, save your emails. You have been warned. Literally write it in your trapper keeper. Okay. That's where you can put these feelings. Put it in your journal. Um, you could tell your priest, you could tell your faith healer, you could tell whoever you'd like, um, but I don't care. So number three on the useless Harry Potter-esque train that we're going to do, it's Ash Ketchum and Pikachu. The Both of those niggas go together. They're both worthless. Okay? Ash and Pikachu. <laughs> Leave me alone. The both of them. One and two. It's a package deal of worthlessness. And I'm, we're going to go into why. Number one. Ash has been a gym leader for 20 years. Okay? Ash, and he's still 10 years old. <laughs> Ash has been a gym leader since I was in the fifth grade. Okay? And yet, somehow, he has not... He hasn't, like, he hasn't gone past his basic bitch level that he's been at since I was in the fifth grade. He keeps meeting other gym leaders who have progressed, who have more skills, who have better Pokemon. But Ash is okay having a single, solitary, worthless Pikachu who doesn't even feel led to improve himself really in any kind of way. As a matter of fact, nearly all of Ash's Pokemon ain't really trying to evolve like that. Charizard is the only one. Charmander is the only one on his team who's like, fuck you, waste men, okay? A young nigga's trying to live. I'm trying to be a better me, okay? So Pikachu, if you want to stay a Pikachu for 20 years, God bless, all right? Like, Pikachu is worthless. I want to know how you could see all of your mates, all of your age mates improving. Everyone around you is succeeding, but nothing in you says, I too also want to succeed, all right? Ash Ketchum is a waste man. How every episode you're going to a new gym and you never think, hey, maybe I too should try to improve myself in some way, shape or form. And everyone around him seems like, and this, the weird thing is like, everyone on Ash's team is also kind of whack. Like Brock never tries to become anything better. He's just trying to sneak looks at like girls like panties and shit. I don't even know, like, I don't even remember the kind of Pokemon that Brock had. And then Misty, is that the girl? The other girl in Pokemon? Yeah. Misty, another ordinary basic bitch. So in this scenario, it's not that Ash is being like, his main core team are also like a bunch of waste men, but really, really, this ether is for Ash, okay? It, it (laughs) It falls directly on his shoulders because I don't know how you can have in your theme song that you want to be the very best like no man ever was. Um, but you're not the best anything. 
okay? Like, you're not first place at anything unless it's first place at being an ordinary nigga. And yes, you are definitely number one on that list. But besides that, what the fuck, man? Like, really, really, what the fuck? Who gives a shit? And Pikachu, like, for real, for real, is garbage. Like, if we're gonna look at, like, other kinds of, like, dope Pokemon, Pikachu doesn't even, like, he doesn't even rank. And I don't care that he's a 20-year-old Pikachu or whatever. You couldn't have been a Raichu or something, my nigga? Like, you could have been something else. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> just like in life, you have some people who don't want to progress. That's Ash and Pikachu. But I'm just telling you, if you got an Ash Ketchum or a Pikachu in your life, you need to let them go. Okay? Release them into the wild. Don't let them hold you back. All right? Before you fuck around in 20 years from now, you realize that everyone in your circle is still the same, is in the same place. That's a, that is a, a free word from me to you. You're welcome. The more you know. Really, that that word, you guys are going to need to listen to it again to really catch it. But really, really, just like you say you don't want a bunch of Urkels on your team, you don't want a bunch of Ashes on your team. All right? It's the same sure kind of no. shit. Like, just when I think of him, I get so angry. <laughs> like, as I was talking it out, I was just like, damn, I'm about to be 30. And Ash has been in the same place since I was 10 years old. Can you imagine? That ought to let you know. That that should be motivation because you really don't want that in your life. You don't want that to be your life. You don't want to look back 20 years from now and realize you're still in the same fucking gym. Don't got to ab the first. No medals, no nothing. Like my mom would say, that's the spirit of stagnation. Okay? Like, like that, is, <laughs> that is a wicked spirit. Okay? How in the world? How? How in the world? 20 years. No kind of improvement. Nothing. Not a motherfucking thing. Look. Okay, guys, like, just, if you're mad yeah, about it. between, like, content and complacent. There's a real difference. His whole theme song is about being the best, but the nigga doesn't make any moves to be the best. How dare you? Change your fucking theme song, then. How dare you? Be something else. <laughs> and then you spend all your time trying to annoy Team Rocket. Meanwhile, they're the, they're the real niggas. They're the ones who are actually trying to improve. God damn. They stay making moves. They stay making a move. Whether they're successful or not is something completely different, but at least they're doing their best. At least they are trying. You know what this reminds me of? Let's talk about bitch-ass Batman for a hot second. Let's go back, yes. like a theory. (laughs) There's a theory that Batman actually isn't the hero and that the Joker is. Possible. I don't I don't see Batman as a hero at because all. Because every because because everything that Batman does ultimately puts Gotham in more danger. Of course. I told you. Batman is just like the And then Joker what Joker is trying to do is eliminate Batman, so ultimately what Joker is doing is eliminating the stimulus for danger is gone. I fucked so with the it. same thing like like Team Rocket may not be the villains in this thing. I'm like they may be like trying to like push Ash to like reach his destiny and Ash is just being a stubborn ass mule and won't go. I feel like Ash just doesn't have the range. Doesn't have the range. Like in the case of Batman, Batman is just like a nosy white guy. Like he just needs some fucking hobbies. He needs something else to do with his energy. But he like has a bunch of money. He has a bunch of free time and he's white. So people will say that he is a vigilante and a superhero as opposed to a fucking menace that is always causing trouble. Like, Team Rocket really, they were always coming up with plans and schemes to be better. Meanwhile, Ash was high-fiving his stupid Pikachu while the two of them frolic in, like, the woods or some shit. Like, they never, they never had any real conflict that arose. All of their conflict was, like, it was trying to stop, like, Team Rocket. You know what I mean? Like, 
they yeah. they never had any internal kind of thing that they were trying to work on. Why? Because they were waste men. Why? Because they were whack as fuck. That's why. <laughs> like, they never had it. They're the kind of people that when you ask them what they have going on, the answer is always nothing. Nothing. They're never just working chilling. on it. Just right. Chilling. Just like, just, they, they're never working on anything. They, they're never studying for anything. They're never trying to be anything. And then they have the nerve to ask you why you so busy. How about you get some fucking business asking me why, why I got shit to do? <laughs> oh god like i didn't expect to get this angry but i'm like i'm like okay. low-key angry I, I about see. it i see okay well fuck you ash <laughs> this is where this is where we'll wind down the conversation about our harry potter-esque um characters if you have other examples of characters that are just a skosh mediocre and are getting by with the help of their friends and or servants Hit us up on um, Twitter at OutlawBarsPod, or you can email um, your characters to us, and the email address is OutlawBars at FanBros.com. Alrighty, so now we just jump right on in to Notice Me Senpai, where we answer the questions that you, the listeners, send to us. So our first question is from SuperBadLarry on Twitter, and um, it's a nifty one, at least I think it is. Um, It's a two-parter. Um, I generally wonder how it is that each of you process what it is you like. Of course, you don't have you don't apply the same metrics to every show or movie because each project has different shining qualities. But I wonder um, if your criteria are close to mine. Um, I break stuff down to plot, story, execution of the plot, the music, the anima- animation style, the animation execution, how the project ends, and then for light seasoning, the opening and ending music. I also want to ask you, has an anime ending ruined or changed the way you see the project? For example, Escaphone really started to take a nosedive for me once you get halfway through. The same with Gundam Wing and Samurai Shampoo. The Evangelion TV show had like three endings and I'm still a bit confused. To contrast, the end, the season end of One Punch Man was perfect. Thanks and keep up the good work. So it's a two-parter. How do we determine, like, how do we, like, evaluate anime? And then has an anime ending kind of ruined or changed the way we see the project? Um, I'll start. When it comes to how I kind of critique anime, I look at um, the animation style. Because if I don't like how it looks, I'm not going to be able to watch it. And I will admit that was one of the problems that I had with One Punch Man. I didn't like the way that it looked. So it took me a while to get into it. Um, followed by um, the plot and the character development because nothing turns me off more than the character doing something like that irks me. I can't watch it anymore. Like I was watching My Hero Academia and Deku said something stupid like again and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And I dropped the show. Like I dropped the fucking show. At the very end, um, it comes down to like the opening and ending music because that kind of really like ties it together. So I think that's how, like, it comes down to me, how I kind of break it down. Yeah, I would say I'm probably similar to Diva. When she was talking, animation style actually ranks a lot higher than I thought. I didn't think I was so susceptible to it. But it's the same thing with One Punch Man. It took me a while to get in because it's like the style is so different than what I'm used to watching. 
Uh, I I'm used to watching very dark anime, and I say dark in like the way that it's like drawn, not necessarily in the content always. So Seraph of the End, Attack on Titan, uh, Sword Art Online, even Magi, um, the way it's drawn. I had that issue with Gurren Lagann, like the way that it's like drawn, I really couldn't get into it. Like Gurren Lagann and Kill La Kill. Plot is incredibly important. I can suspend my belief for a lot of things. Like I read a lot of fantasy and stuff like that, but it has to be like tangentially tethered to something that kind of makes sense. Um, character development also is incredibly important. I can, I'm a, I can see both sides to a thing. So even though I may not like a particular character, I can respect the development that it takes. Um, I mean, I, again, I may still not like, like you, the character or the story, but I can appreciate those things. So animation, plot, um, storyline. I don't really care that much about opening and ending credits. I've said this before. I don't really pay that much attention. It doesn't rank that highly for me. Uh, but I know some people, like, they really care about it. I'm, like, more a plot, animation, um, minimal fan service kind of girl. Those are the kind of things that I look for in a good anime. Cool, me. So I hope we answered your question. And now on to the next one. Wait, we one. didn't finish. Oh, anime- I, you are right. Endings oh. went ruined. Because I, I got a response for that. Okay, you go because I don't have a response for that one. That's probably why I jumped away from it so there's two so i love claymore uh on hulu it is so so good but the way they ended it felt like it felt cheap like you're watching these badass like claymores like beat the shit out of each other they're mollywhopping each other like it keeps progressively getting more and more lit and then it ends in a way that felt like um like they put a band-aid over it and i'm like this is garbage uh, and I know that if I read the manga, I would feel differently. You also know how I feel about manga, so shut up. But that one really, like, broke my heart. Also, weirdly, Gurren Lagann. I didn't like Gurren Lagann. If Tam were here, she would be like, oh my god. But I couldn't get into it, and then the way it ended really disappointed me. Because I got to the end, and I was just like, so that's it? I sat through 24 episodes of anime for this. Um, but yeah, Claymore broke my heart. Gurren Lagann just made me, like, I left, like, feeling very unsatisfied. Yeah, I can't, it's been a while since I've seen something where I've got to the end of it and I was like, eh, so I'm going to take a hard pass on this one rather than bullshit my way through it. Alrighty, well, thank you super bad, Larry. Um, now I hope we've answered your question. So um, our next question comes from Miguel and we got it via email. It says, hello there, ladies. Um, Boruto has just started about three weeks ago. And is there a series that has ended that you would want its story to continue on? Continue doing a great job with the podcast. I feel like we've answered this one in different forms before. Because I know Chopin wants Seraph of the End to come back. That was definitely going to be my fucking answer. Someone please, <laughs> someone please bring Seraph of the End back. I will pay you in jollof rice. I just need it back like yesterday. If Attack on Titan can come back, I don't fucking know why like Seraph of the End can't come back. And also, Magi. Like, y'all, y'all thought that Sinbad was going to be enough for me to be okay. But it isn't. I want more. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Exactly. Ooh, now you're thinking about it. You're like, mm, yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Okay. But uh, I think I will start off with um, Oran High Host Club. One of those anime that's like said in high school, it's a reverse harem where it's a girl centered with a bunch of guys, but it ended in the way that it ended. Like, I feel like it's said to be continued at the end of the last episode, but it never came back. And another one that I would love to see come back and there may be some hope now that the mangaka is feeling better is Nana. Oh, yeah. Because both um, the manga and the anime kind of ended in wonky places, mostly because there was no more um, content to animate because the mangaka um, fell ill. So those two have been kind of on my mind lately. And I would... um... Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to stop there. Actually, you know what? One more. Um, I got one more. Um, Witch Hunter Robin. Um, when it ends, I would love to kind of see what happens like after like after all the dust has settled. Like you get like maybe like a two minute montage after all is said and done. But I think I've read so much fanfic with regard to Robin and Amon that I would love to see where like if any of that like came into play. But those are just my fangirl fantasies. And I'm going to leave that completely alone because we try to keep this somewhat family friendly. Somewhat. It's a lie. We try. We don't always succeed, but we try. Fine. Sometimes. Fine, fine. <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you, Miguel. And we have one more, one more, um, one more letter for us. Um, Shopei, who was this person? Chisholm. Okay. I can't wait to fight you. Okay, so you, sweetheart. First of all, this is Lena. First of all, I'd like to apologize for raising Tam's blood pressure by tweeting y'all a pic of Yamcha effortlessly blocking Saitama's punch a while back. Pause for a moment. He's not really sorry. Remember, I want. I don't. It doesn't feel like a sorry. Um, uh, maybe like a month or so back. Um, somebody tweeted us a picture of Yamcha from Dragon Ball Z blocking one of Saitama's punches, which promptly got all of us to say, what's in the entire fuck is this? Continuing. As entertaining as it was to watch you all collectively trash the picture, see, this is what, on second thought, I'm not sorry at all. See, Chopin called that shit your ass is not sorry. I want you guys to know when I tell you guys things, it's out of love, but also because I be fucking knowing, Okay. Like, yeah, I be knowing. So, se- <laughs> please continue. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh wow! Like he's declaring war. That's all I can say. Um, secondly, I'd like to declare that Naruto was one of the best stories of all time. Any slanderous attacks on the show and or the t- <laughs> the title character are fake news. In the words of one of the worst perfect, in the words of one of the worst perpetuate perpetu- <laughs> perpetrators. Fuck. <laughs> perpetrators of this offense don't at me i bet you thought i had a question and you're right just stay with me i was talking with my friend about the egregiousness of the yamcha saitama picture and he accurately brought up that the only way it could have been worse is if the character blocking the punch was yajirobe because shopei hates dragon ball z as a staff record label and crew um he sent us a picture um so that she would know short round dude with long black hair Yajirobe is so useless to think he's most known for on a show dedicated almost entirely to fighting is running away from fights. This leads to my question. There was a whole lot of fucking slander to get to this question, sir. Which character or characters in some of your favorite anime were completely useless, trash, unnecessary? 
Thanks for taking the time to read through this. I enjoy the show and look forward to every episode. Keep doing your thing. So, um, sweetie, um, I take it you're a friend of Chopin's. Um, Put friend in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, there's there's air quotes all around that. Um, I, I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, fuck you for that picture because that wasn't necessary. <laughs> but I love you with the love that Christ has for the church. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> Second, you only made it worse by bringing up Yajirobe because um, damn near every Dragon Ball Z character is a waste. Except for Vegeta and his son Trunks. I don't give a damn about any of them. Ain't that it. Um, but getting to your actual question, which characters and my favorite anime were completely useless, trash, or unnecessary? We've been asked that in different iterations before, and I know I've been asked that offline, and I find it to be a bit harder to answer than I would expect, because I can almost find something redeemable in nearly any character, unless their name is Goku. Oh, you're better than me. It's, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe I'm like the eternal optimist, and I'm like that ray of sunshine. Maybe that's it. You are, because the useless people... Obviously, you know this. Naruto, he's useless. He okay, but I'm not gonna. I, but can you really call him useless? Because yes. at the end, he saves the village. Listen, that's not exactly useless. Listen to me very closely. You heard how I how I look at anime. I look at it holistically. Okay, so at his but he holistically saved the village. You know why? Because he couldn't mind his own motherfucking business. Okay, he should have <laughs> left. He should have left the entire village of people who shunned him to their own devices, okay? But just like a nosy person who can't mind his own business, just like a Batman, okay? Always inserting yourself where it doesn't belong, just like a nosy white gentrifier who can't just leave well enough alone, okay? Oh, God. Naruto was just, just all up. He just, he, he was just a looking ass nigga. He just had to be everywhere in every single fucking thing, okay? Yes, Naruto was personally, like, powerful or whatever but still like he to me he was not very helpful and in the same vein like we you know what it all comes full circle what ash, what ash what? ketchum is definitely a useless character on his own show because what has yeah, ash but... been able to accomplish in his entire series not a motherfucking thing okay i okay i have one um i'm gonna go with um kagome from inuyasha bet, because fuck her bet I'm going to go with Sakura from Naruto because fuck her. Good. Now you're getting in the spirit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go um, Orihime from Bleach because fuck her. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's like, I can't. Like, I just, I just can't. I, I just can't. It's like those three right there, like make my skin itch. Like I hear their voices, makes my skin itch. I see them in action. It makes my skin itch. They end up with like the title characters and it makes my fucking skin itch. Like, I don't understand. Worthless. I don't fuck. I don't understand. Like, there are other more suitable women that people can link up with. And it's always these woe is me screeching in somebody's ear. I want to be your mama, but fuck you too at the same time. Like, I can't. I can't. Gross. Yuck. I can't. I can't. I just can't. So, yeah. 
there you go. I thought I was going to be like, oh, you know, sweet and kind and magnanimous. Yo, fuck those three. I've been saying fuck those three since this show started. I will say that my last words may be fuck Sakura, fuck Kagome, (laughs) fuck Orihime. Those may be my last three words. No, but fuck Sakura for real, for real. Matter of fact, I'm going to record them and in case I lose my voice before I die and play them as my dying words. So um, I think we've answered that question thoroughly. And um, sir, when we catch you on the timeline, we're going to have some words. He already knows. We're going to have some words. He already got a Google invite for his fade. It's fine. Alrighty. So that is all for Notice Me Senpai. And now it is time for... Alrighty, so if you are a fan of the anime um, Gangsta and yes. you are a reader of manga, this is no. not for you, Chopin. Right. The manga is actually returning after a two-year hiatus. It will be back in um, monthly comic at Bunch on May 20th. So next month, you'll be able to read new chapters of manga um, of Gangster. Um and also, um, the award-winning voice actor Yoshimasa Hosoya, who happens to voice Reiner on Attack on Titan and Orga in Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphan, um, is taking in a hiatus um, on his doctor's advice because he's receiving treatment on his throat. He should be back at work by the end of this year, early next year. Um, and for the most part, all of his stuff for Attack on Titan has been completed. I know there is a project or two where they will have to switch out his voice actor, but he should be back next year in time for um, more episodes of Attack on Titan because I am speaking that into existence right damn now. Amen. Calling things that be not as though they are. Hallelujah. Holla back. <laughs> and if you are an old school fan of Gundam Gundam.info has confirmed that Bandai Visual will be releasing a Blu-ray box set of Sunrise's first Gundam Ova series from 1989 which was Mobile Suit Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket um, in Japan um, in August of 2017 for the price of about 148 US dollars 16,200 yen um, the series um, is going to be HD remastered and scanned in 4K. And this is the first time that the six episode series is going to be released in Blu-ray format. Now that they say that it's six episodes and you want 150 US dollars for this? American dollars? You got it fucked up. American dollars or 16,200 yen. These better be six of the finest goddamn episodes ever in anime. It better for be attacking. damn dollars. It better be Attack on Titan season <laughs> three up in that bitch if you think I'm gonna pay 150 American dollars, okay? <laughs> and it better actually better be a double feature with Seraph of the End also included at that price point, because that's the only way. You need to give me something more than six six episodes of Gundam for 150 dollars. It's a two for one. <laughs> Alrighty, and my last bit of um, manga-related anime news um, comes out of C2E2. Um, Kodansha Comics has announced that they're going to re-release the um, 1990-95 action sci-fi manga Battle Angel Alita in um, two-in-one volumes. Now, it may sound familiar because Battle Angel Alita is being adapted by a U.S. company um, under the na- um, using the name Alita Battle Angel. Um, 
which should be coming out sometime next year. So if you want to take a chance, um, take the time to read the manga to find out what it should be before you bring yourself to the movies and see what they did with it. This is this will be a good time because they are re-releasing the manga. And that is all that this diva has for you in the way of anime news. Boy, 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 boy. So now we have gotten down to um, what is still my favorite segment of the show, and that would be the Capo's Corner. This is where our our recommendation Capo show pay tells us what we should be watching. Hey guys, what's up? It's me, show pay. So I'm about to blow your fucking minds. I don't know if you guys were with us for Outlaw Views. We watched Helsing Ultimate. So... Helsing Ultimate is actually going to be my anime recommendation. And I know you're about to key up your fingers to be like, Chopin, I thought you don't like dark anime. I thought you don't like things that give you nightmares. Pause. Okay? Hold it. Keep it. I'm about to explain to you why. First of all, I was watching Helsing and it is definitely bloody. Like, for sure. It's definitely bloody. It's definitely dark. But it is really fascinating. Um, although the main girl character, Saris, the, the police officer who becomes a vampire, she's a sub for mm-hmm. real, for real. And Alucard is her, is her master with a capital M. So you get like- Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, you get- Look, let's, let's take a moment for Alucard. Y'all can cap Woo, it. Continue. You, you guys can have it. Um, I'm not like, I don't like my capital D daddies like that, but you know, like, it's fine. Like y'all, y'all enjoy it. So I'm like, you know- good for you, you know, snaps for you guys. But their dynamic is, like, very sexy. Um, She's clearly, like, submissive to him, but, like, in a way that sometimes borders on her being a dumb bitch, but then she manages to bring it back. Um, And even though the anime has a lot of, like, symbolism, like, it's, it is still very much very gruesome, very dark. Um, If you watched it with us, like, this lady, her whole team ends up being like killed and the people who don't get killed end up turning into ghouls and whoever's left, she has to put a bullet in their skull. Like it's a lot. But for whatever reason, it didn't, um, it didn't land with me in the same way that other scary anime does. Honestly, Gantz was more anxiety. Like it got my anxiety up more than this did. <laughs> like I am actually going to finish Helsing Ultimate. So shout out to my bae Tam, who, you know, is not feeling well, but like she put us on. It's really not that scary. Everyone who told, someone said on the timeline that it's going to make Gantz feel like Disney. And I don't know. No, they said it was going to make Attack on Titan feel like Disney. What the fuck? Oh no, not even. I was, I was, I was, you know what? I don't mean to interrupt, but I was waiting for like that moment where I'd be like, I've made a fucking mistake. Like, what the hell did I do? But I didn't get that moment. I got a, I got a whole lot of, ooh, damn, whoa, moments. But not enough where I was like, I think I've made a mistake. Like, I don't know whether this is Tam's influence or what. But it, like I said, it was intense. Definitely it, it was, dark. Yeah. I'm like, like and it, like, it's, it's sexier than I was expecting it to be. But not, I'm like, I'm not at the point where, you know, where I'm like, okay, I made a huge ass fucking mistake. Like, kind of like we did halfway through Gantz, where we're like, what the fuck is this? How did we get here? Gantz was Who definitely did this to us. Gantz, Gantz was I demand a refund. A big mistake. <laughs> okay. It was, like, I demand a refund. It was a big, you thought, okay, but like, 
<laughs> so, like, it is, like, I would not say that Helsing Ultimate is akin to Attack on Titan in any way, shape, or form. And it might have Except to do for, with like, the, the blood factor, because there's a lot of blood in both of them. There is a lot of blood, but I feel like Helsing Ultimate, because of the way it's animated, it doesn't have the same level of realism. Um, it is yeah. very much, it's almost, like, kind of campy the way they do it. Like, if you've ever watched Kill La Kill... Um, not a Kame Ga Kill, Kill La Kill, the one with the girl with the key sword. Um, yes. It, the animation is similar in that way. So even though Kill La Kill is very, like, it's still very graphic, some of the edge is kind of blunted because you know you're watching a cartoon. In Attack on Titan, yeah. it doesn't, it feels way more realistic, akin kind of to like Seraph of the End. Where yes, you're watching something that is animated, but it's it feels a lot more realistic. So for that reason, I'm definitely going to suggest Helsing Ultimate. If you didn't watch it with us during the live tweet, it's okay. Now you have my official recommendation, and I'm just going to tell you that I I am consistent, but I also contain multitudes. All right. So before y'all start talking shit about how you know, like I thought Chopin didn't like scary, I don't. But really, this was not scary. Now. Tan said that it gets a lot more serious as this episodes progress. That's fine. But I still appreciate it for what it is. Like, I like the fact that um, a lot of the characters have, like, kind of, like, secret things. Like, if you watch the show, like, the butler guy kind of, like, has, like, some really, like, dope powers and stuff like that. And I'm really fascinated to see how it all plays out. Um yeah. So that is my official suggestion. Helsing Ultimate, you can watch it on Hulu. It only comes subtitled. We, you know, we will soldier on. It'll be fine. Um, but I really enjoyed it during the live tweet. Um, I had a little snafu where part of my mantle almost caught on fire because of like some incense or some other bullshit. But once I was able to put out that fire, I was back on board. So, uh, <laughs> It is like, it's like super embarrassing. <laughs> like my headphones like burst into, like my headphones melted, like they caught on fire. Um, but yes, Helsing Ultimate is my official recommendation because it really is just, it's like well-constructed and it's like really good. Um, and truthfully, at least in the beginning, it's not nearly as anxiety inducing as Gantz for sure. And definitely not even close to Attack on Titan, which I need to catch up on. I keep putting it off and I keep getting like halfway through your episode and it's just like, ugh, life. But yeah, that's my official recommendation. I know you guys will love it. Yeah. So I'm going to piggyback off of that and remind you guys that we will be um, doing the next session of Outlaw Views sooner than you think. How soon, you ask me? Well, I will let you know. We will be watching it again on, it looks like it's going to be because my calendar is flawed. <laughs> it looks it really is flawed. It's like frozen. It will be on May the 6th at um, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we'll be watching episodes three and four of Helsing Ultimate. So you have time if you didn't watch the first session with us to watch episodes one and two and then jump right in to episode three. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, um, there are some bays in there. I don't want to have to cut you. Tam already let y'all know before she has a machete. She thinks nothing of cutting you. She will 100% cut somebody. So I believe that this brings us to the end of this episode of Outlaw Bars. 
Once again, thank you to everyone who joined us to watch um, Helsing during Outlaw Views. Um, if you're still around, we love you much, Lee. Um, you can always hit us up at Outlaw Bars Pod on Twitter. And if you have a question for us, you can use the hashtag NoticeMeSenpai. And if you'd rather email us, the address is outlawbars at fanbros.com. If you want to reach out to me, because I'm awesome and I'm <laughs> sweet and kind, you can find me on Twitter at Deadly Diva. Chopay, tell the folks where to find you. You can find me on the internet at Simply Chopay. Um, I'm not as kind and nice as Diva, but I am super fun. So you should follow me. If you want to get cussed out. Um, and you can also find Tam at Bruja Banton on Twitter. You you cuss people out. I watch you cuss people out. And I said enter at your own risk. I'm not saying that I don't cuss people out because I definitely do. But I mean. You know you do. They deserve it. So thank you for listening in and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.